is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Under the rain. Oh, Armando, what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. The night, Mr. Wilson. Stunt guy. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording inside of a horrific Ferris wheel at the horrific Smogville World's Fair. This is World Champion Podcast. This is Brighton in the house. And I'm Sean. We are two gentlemen who signed a very bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair. Now we are forced to record every single week the best podcast in the world. And we discuss the only things we truly understand. Fringe and forgotten pop culture and other mysteries of the universe. And I think we gotta jump right into this. Right. Uh... Speaking of horrific, well, first of all, I just want to clarify that when, when you say a horrific Ferris wheel, horrific fair, we're talking about how spooky it is with all the cobwebs and, and music. Not that the fair inherently is, is horrific. It's wonderful. No, but it's just, no, the fair is great and it's everyone great. should come. Everyone yes. should come visit. Right. But, uh, but no, I think we need to jump right into what is actually, literally, our sweatiest segment, Oiled Boys. So you're the man that the world. Oiled Boys is our semi-regular segment where we discuss goings-on in the field of professional wrestling. And, and other oiled, oiled situations like yeah, action so. movies. We, we do that once in a while. Bodybuilding, that sort of stuff. Anything oily and, and muscly. Anything sweaty, anything that grinds your teeth. But primarily wrestling. Primarily wrestling, that's true. Thanks for, yeah, leaving that door open. Yeah. Because what if, who, who knows? Like, in the year plus since we've started this podcast, our interests have changed so much. Mm-hmm. So who knows? All of a sudden, we might get way into bodybuilding. Well, we did do an Oiled Boys segment about uh, Predator, Terminator, and Conan. Remember? Yeah, I think that's what started it. And there, there's no wrestling in that, as far as I know, yeah. except for for wrestling the DVD out of your girlfriend's hand while you're trying to put it in, and she's trying to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> not Predator again! <laughs> no, no, we're not watching Conan the Barbarian over my dead body. <laughs> uh, okay, so last weekend was, what was it even called? Payback. 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 It was actually pretty good, the WWE's uh, first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. And this was just the Raw roster. I guess. No, it is it is because... But because, why was Randy Orton there? Well, it, they're not being super strict. And Kevin Owens. But, they, but they're doing Backlash now, which is also, in like two more weeks, which is also a response to WrestleMania. This is yeah, Payback for WrestleMania. And that's the SmackDown one. Yeah. So, so well, we're not going to... It doesn't matter why it's Payback or see, who it's for. It's, it's really tricky after the superstar shakeup. Yeah. See, see the, the way WWE works, they have two weekly shows. They have Raw on Monday and SmackDown on Tuesday. And they each have their own rosters. So if you're a SmackDown guy, you only appear on SmackDown. And if you're a Raw guy or girl, you're only on that show. Right. But then they shook it up Mm -hmm. and then just randomly transferred people back and forth. And they trade. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's like trading baseball cards or something. And they act like like they have fake general managers who are Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're going to sign this hot free agent. (laughs) 
It is very weird. Sami Zayn, Jinder Mahal, or whatever. Yeah, so there's so there's different people on different shows, but on this show, there there was one match in particular that that we have to talk about. It was a themed match. Themed match. The House of Horrors match. Right. The first, in fact, the first House of Horrors match on a WWE pay per view since 2002. Wow, that's that's pretty. I did. I didn't know what to expect <laughs> after WrestleMania. No, so I don't think they did either. No one knows what to expect. Yeah. So th- this is the setup. At WrestleMania, Randy Orton, who's 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 mentally ill, is his gimmick. He hears voices in his head. He voices, and, and he is sometimes maybe possessed by a snake. Yeah, he's possessed by a snake when he really gets angry, and that's his finishing move, you know. And then we've got Bray Wyatt, who's sort of like the bad guy on True Detective. He's sort of a cult leader, uh, uh, swamp dwelling yeah, bayou guy, like kind of hillbillyish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he's got dreadlocks. He lately he's been dr- dressing like the crust punks that are at the side of the freeway begging for money. Oh, totally hitchhikers. Yeah, he dressed like a hitchhiker now. Yeah, which is cool. He looks cool. Yeah, it's, it's got almost fake punk and metal patches on his his like shredded stuff too. I don't yeah. think they're real bands. No, they can't be. I think it's just like it's saying like follow the buzzards in in crazy fonts, right? Yeah, clip art bands. So so at, at WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt used his powers to make Randy Orton writhe around in the middle of the ring. Did we talk? We talked about this, right? We did, yeah. With maggots and stuff. Yeah. And so now it's time for payback from Randy Orton. He's going he's gonna to fight Bray Wyatt, but they're for some reason have agreed to do it at a house of horrors. Yes. So, which is a house in the suburbs <laughs> with a really nice stove. <laughs> That's what got to me is when they get into the kitchen. And it's like that's just a regular suburban stove. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just. But so it's this. So so, and it, frankly, if I'm Randy Orton, I'm gonna say let's get there at the same time. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he decides to let Bray Wyatt, who does real magic, mm-hmm. arrive first to set everything up. And so Randy just gets there and like opens the door and he's like, "Hello, what's going on?" Yeah. So this is the backstory I'm curious about, right? Be- because, Br- like, Randy pulls up in a limo, right? Is he is he the one in the limo at the beginning? Or yeah, he... well, because then Bray leaves in the limo. Right, but yeah. spoiler, he just spoiled the whole house. Oh, no, sh- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not, like, it's the journey in, in wrestling, for right. sure. Yeah. So he pulls up. I, I, I'm curious about what happened. Did Bray give him an address? Did he text him an address? He must have dropped a pin. Dropped, dropped a pin and said, meet me at this haunted house. Because I was expecting it to happen at the event in the arena. Yeah. In the ring, like most wrestling is done, but you're watching. <laughs> in front of a live audience. So, so they're they're showing all the wrestling in the arena, and then the whole audience suddenly has to apparently just watch a giant TV, even though they've paid all this money to see live wrestling. Right. So, Bray, they must have been. I'll see you at the House of Horrors, or maybe Randy Orton. Okay. Well, how do I get there? Oh, uh, uh, well, uh, I'll drop you a pin. What? Yeah. What? What's your number? Yeah. I'll text it to you. I'll text I'll take, it. Do you use Apple Maps or Google Maps? <laughs> It's Android or iPhone. It just occurred to me that Randy was in his cult, so maybe he already knows where the House of Horrors is. In I don't even know what city Payback took place in. It took place in San Jose, California. Oh, yeah. this is going to become relevant when I give you the facts about the House Oh, yeah, because you're going to give me some backstory that I'm not aware of, yes, so I'm excited I, for I've that. Done, I've yeah. done a little bit of research online and found out some information, because yeah. I was so intrigued by this. Because you're watching a pay-per-view, and suddenly there, there's one of the wrestlers showing up to a haunted house. So it's this crappy little house. It looks like some kind of abandoned meth lab or something. Yeah. And then it's got, but it's all glowing. Was it blue? It was blue. Blue at the beginning? Right. So it's all blue. 
There is literally novelty, spooky Halloween music like playing, yeah, like ooh, and like organs and stuff. Because it was, I felt was like the, it, this was the best thing that's happened in WWE. Oh yeah, in, in it, it, a was, year. it was, it was, yeah. I was, it was blowing my mind because it, it had music almost like you're playing Resident Evil or Silent yeah. Hill, like a yeah. video game. Randy is, he doesn't he literally get out of the car and go, "What the hell?" Yeah. He does, and then he, and then he walks in, and there's like a rocking chair that's rocking on its own. And, and there's a room full of baby dolls. There's cobwebs. There's like a painting yeah. of a a painting of an owl in yeah. uh, in clothes. There's a spooky painting of an owl wearing human clothes covered in cobwebs. Mm-hmm. And I half expected to hear like the haunted mansion Disney like, is this haunted room actually stretching? <laughs> I know. And then, and then there's a room. And with, then the baby doll room. This was the best part. It's a, it's a room with all these dolls that have been stabbed and drawn on, and their hair pulled out, hanging from fishing hanging wire from, from the ceiling. Fishing line. But all I could imagine was the prep work of of, uh, <laughs> Ray of, of Ray Wyatt going to Salvation Army and buying a whole bunch of dolls and getting some markers and, and yeah. some nails and pins and getting the fishing line and hanging them up and be like, perfect. Probably had a little step stool to get them up yeah, there. This will spook Randy Orton. And, and it does because it, every one of those spooky things, he gets the jump on Randy. Yeah. Randy's in the baby doll room looking around and also, you know, Bray comes flying out of nowhere. And then they just fight. They just fight. They're just in this, fighting inside a house in this in this crappy house, and, and throwing each other around. And then they make their way into the kitchen. Is when they really start beating each other. So, but the baby dolls were making crying noises and spooky laughter. Was Randy hearing that, or was the, that just for the audience? This was a discussion we had in, well, in the living room as we were watching it. Because was the audi- Yeah, was the audience. Hearing music, or was Randy in a room and could hear echoey babies going? <laughs> yeah, we think that, like uh, me, I, I, I've come to a decision personally. I can't speak for other people that that he was hearing the babies. Spooky I think baby he, ghost he has noises. to have been, yeah, because yeah. he was reacting to it. Yeah, because he really seemed spooked. When most people, if you walked in that room, you'd be like, you'd start laughing. Yeah, you'd be like, who hung all these dolls in this room? This is really <laughs> weird and stupid. Yeah. It's like a corn video from like <laughs> 2001. Is totally. what, it, what it made me think of. <laughs> like corn's way into to taking dolls and and pulling their eyes out and stuff. Yeah, all their shirts have got. Don't they have an album cover that's literally a doll? Yeah, I think so. Isn't it like a broken doll in an apocalyptic wasteland? Yeah, and that ties into that video where they're in the room and the bullets flying around. Well, that's a cool video. I can I got to give it to corn, which you know, I never I gotta... thought I'd say out loud. <laughs> Anything that I once hated, I eventually start to like. Yeah, even yeah. even I appreciate corn. Yeah, why not? Oh yeah, they've got. Uh, oh man, if you if you Google corn album covers and click on the first one, it's mm. an animated GIF. It's pretty cool. Is the oh is so of an album cover? Is it? Does their album? Co- Do they have one of those album covers that you turn and it's like a hologram three D oh, thing that, that moves? Must, that must be it. That must be why I'm why I'm looking at it. It's this. probably something like that. It's probably like a little girl's face that turns into a clown or something. I yeah. Imagine. So they have one with like a, one of those little cloth dolls that looks. Oh yeah, sad. that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. A, li- a little cloth doll. Mm-hmm. So Randy's spooked. Bray gets the jump on him. They beat each other. Head into the kitchen. <laughs> and this, this was this is God. I was going to say this is my favorite part, but I can't say that. Everything was my favorite part. Finally, Bray puts an end to the fight by tipping a fridge onto Randy. And, the, and then it cuts to the other side, and the fridge is flush, flat on the floor. Mm. He sma- he <laughs> so smashed. he smashed like the coyote. He sma- yeah, and it's great because then the commentators, this is my favorite part, kept saying, Randy's trapped under a fridge. Yeah. Right now, Randy Orton is trapped under a refrigerator. So the stipulation of the match was, 
You I know what were to, the rules. The rule was you had to, you start at the House of Horrors and then you have to return to the ring in order to win. Oh, and the other person gets counted out by disqualification. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when it first started, I was thinking, what are the rules of this? You you have to kill. There's the no other referee. Person? Yeah. yeah. And and they're slamming chairs into each other and and it dro- you know Bray pushed a fridge onto him. Yeah. Which you that's I don't think that's allowed in in sports. I don't think you can just kill someone. Well, then Bray, Bray goes outside of the house and like collapses, and he changes the lights from blue to red, mm-hmm. which makes me think. So he's he does real magic. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is it? What if there was a guy who could do real actual magic, but that's kind of the extent of his powers? Is he could oh. turn lights from blue to red? Would that still be really impressive? Uh, like it would be it would be the most amazing thing a human has ever done, but also pretty lame. And no one would be impressed, and no one would really notice unless you really yeah. pointed it out. They'd just think you'd set up some kind of light bulb or something yeah. situation. So then Bray gets in a limo. Yeah. And tells the driver to drive him to the arena. Yeah, take, take it's, to the arena. It's nighttime, by the way, which will yeah. come at, which it becomes relevant later. Yeah, and then starts singing, "I got the whole world in my hands." Yeah. So, so do you have any last thoughts before I start blowing your mind? No. So, so anyway, they get to the arena, and it's somehow Randy got out from under the fridge and and is waiting. Yeah, yeah he's actually waiting. Somehow he got there before Bray too. I guess he took a motorcycle instead of a limo. I didn't think of that. Or else, did he do his nor- Did Bray do his normal entrance with the, the light? He did, huh? Yeah. He's walking so slow yeah. in the dark. Randy could have easily ran past and him. And maybe Randy was doing the Cape Fear thing of hiding under that, the car. Yeah, I thought Randy was going to be the limo driver. I was almost yeah. positive. Yeah. So that wouldn't that wouldn't have surprised me at all. So he must have been holding onto the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Here's some some good info about about this house. Yeah. So first of all, the entire time this was happening in the corner, it said live. Yeah. Know, of the screen. Yeah. But then, immediately after, after the, the match, people were tweeting online, hey, in San Jose, it's still light out. Oh. Like, it's like, where, where is it this dark? Because it, it was still at like 7 p.m. or whatever. Oh, there. yeah, this it would was, have been 7 p.m. California time. Yeah, so it was still light out. And so people started laughing and, and, uh, and, and tweeting about that. So this house, someone tracked it down. It is in, oh, great. It is in Richmond, Missouri. Wow. So so when he so when Bray got into the limo and said, Take me to the arena, this I hope this limo driver was getting paid by the hour because that's eighteen hundred and eighty one miles away from San Jose. <laughs> so if, so if he drove continually and, and and all he did is stop for gas and pee, it would have taken thirty hours to drive to the arena. Wow. So, so, th- so this is the point when I did this research. I started thinking maybe when it said live in the corner, that maybe that's not a – I don't want to call WWE liars, but I'm just going to say that may have been a little misleading. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So also the house, the, someone found it on some listing. It is $36,000 to buy. <laughs> well, it's all trash now. Yes. Well, I mean, and it's it was, spooky. It was sort of trashed before. <laughs> right. It was very meth labby, I thought, or very not even wow. meth labby, just very old and rundown. It's the kind of house you'd see in a small town. So it's where for an old sale for thirty thirty six thousand. Wow. So if you want to live in the house that was part of a kind of goofy haunted house match that did not go over well, so I was also reading about in the arena. I guess people are excited for this House of Horrors match. They yeah. had to sit through 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah. I guess the arena was just booing the entire time. Oh, of course, yeah. So, so they were not thrilled to watch TV when they they'd paid to see this live. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that was that was 
that was amazing. And I'm going to give it five stars out of four. Yeah, definitely five out of four. Mm. I loved, I loved every second of it. Or something spookier. Five, five baby dolls. Five skull and crossbones out of four poison bundles. Yeah. I don't know. I'm doing five corn album covers out of four baby doll heads. Yes, I like that. Perfect. Yeah, that was wonderful. And again, WWE Network offers a lot of great free trial promotions. Right. So pretty much you just sign up, watch the pay-per-view, and cancel. Oh, do you know what? Speaking of signing up, oh, yeah. my account got hacked. So I'm, I'm not going to also blame the, the House of Horrors match, but a lot of supernatural stuff was happening. And right then, someone hacked my account, uh, changed the email and the password, and logged me out. I love of all the things to hack. I know. Someone, some, some genius hacker is stealing your WWE network. Well, the, the, the person's name was, was Raphael Germana84. So if you're out there, kiss my ass, first of all. But second of all, I was just thinking, 84, I mean, he must be 1984. So it's just someone that literally hacked it to watch. This wasn't some yeah. nefarious thing to steal my identity. It was literally like, I got to see payback. I got to <laughs> see this House of Horrors match. I do not have 999. Right. Or... In, in one month from now, even though this yeah. is free. For, yeah. Free trial for one month. Yeah. So a lot, it was a spooky night. A lot of creepy things happened. My account got hacked. And let's just move on. I, I don't want to think about it. Let's think about something less spooky. Well, I think that or means no. it's time for our most spooky segment of all, Mysteries of the Mysterious. I am excited for this one. Yeah, as, as am I. You, uh, well, obviously you are, because we both watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a fan of the Mothman for a long time. I'm sure I've mentioned that when I was a kid, I would check out all the UFO and Supernatural books from the library. That's right. They would scare the shit out of me. I'd be up all night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't have nightmares, because I wouldn't go to sleep. But right. I'd have daymares. Smart. Good move. I'd just have daymares, where my imagination was getting away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, good friend of the program. And colleague Seth Breedlove is a filmmaker, and you can track him down at smalltownmonsters.com. Mm-hmm. And he's made a nice little career for himself where he makes these documentaries about, well, believe it or not, small town monsters, <laughs> which is uh, a great subject. And I know he's, he's working on a new one now. His latest is The Mothman of Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we both uh, watched the film. I think official, it's playing at like festivals now. I think officially it comes out. Um, for home viewing in June. Okay. Uh, but we got to see it, and we watched it, and I, uh, I don't want to recap and spoil the whole movie, but I do want to talk about The Mothman. Right. Um, so and I really enjoyed it. It was a, it was a really It really fun, was, yeah. Really creepy movie. Yeah, it really was. And it, uh, you know, I've always read about The Mothman, but this is kind of the first time I've seen The Real Place. I didn't so. know much about The Mothman. I was, I, I knew a little bit, but I didn't, it, it, this was had a lot of info for me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from knowing nothing. Well, I know that the Mothman is a six-foot-tall winged beast with red eyes. Mm-hmm. And there were perhaps dozens, maybe more, sightings of him from a very specific time period of November 1966 to December 1967. Mm-hmm. And this place, Point Pleasant, Virginia. Now, let's talk about this town. Yeah. Because this is one spooky, cursed town. Well, this House of Horrors house could easily be in this town. Yeah, it should have been. Because, like I was saying, it's not that the House of Horrors wasn't quite a meth lab. It was much more like your grandma's house she's lived in since 1930s or something. Yeah. But has never really upgraded. Yeah. 
has never really dusted it or yeah. changed the weird tile and spooky wallpaper. Yeah, so it's like you go to those small towns and all the houses are really old and it's just just it's just the way small towns are. They don't they don't have the as much I don't know what the, the word is. Yeah. The, the changing of, of of buildings. Evolution. <laughs> yeah. Well this town it's um situated between two rivers just across um the Ohio River from Ohio, I think. I might be getting the names of the rivers wrong. But um, it got off to a great start in the late 1700s when a bunch of white men massacred a bunch of Native Americans. Right. Which is a great way to start your town. Great foundation. Uh, poor Chief Corncob finally mm-hmm. like settled a truce. And then he went to the fort for further truce negotiations where him and his sons were immediately murdered. Right. And, um, and this was a fun thing is he... It's kind of accepted as fact that in his dying words, he cursed the town, <laughs> even though that was like made up in the 50s or something. It's such an interesting thing. It's, it's, I don't even, things like that where, where just rumor, I guess it's just you, you talk shit and it, it, rumors are bad. Gossip is bad. Well, if they, I mean, you say something enough yeah. and it becomes true. It really does. Yeah. And, that, and that's totally what it is. It's, oh, well, old Chief Corncob cursed the town. Mm hmm. When, I mean, frankly, they kind of deserved it for what they did to Chief Corncob. And who said, you know, and we're not saying maybe he did actually curse the town because some very interesting things started happening. Yeah, so the the thing is, even before the Mothman sighting started. Mm -hmm. Uh What is that noise? (laughs) I think someone is is loosening the bolts of the the Ferris wheel, actually. Oh, man. I think I see a tall figure with red eyes, actually. Yeah. Um, Anyways, continue. That was spooky. But anyway, um, before before these Mothman sightings started, there there had long been rumors of these winged beasts flying around and giant birds and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But so this place has got it all. It's got you know terrible, violent history. It's got an abandoned military base, which you just gotta have. Right, right. We love our abandoned military bases, or are they abandoned? So before the Mothman stuff, there's even tons of UFO sightings. And I'd never heard this in connection with the uh, Mothman situation, the Grinning Man, who is even scarier. Yeah. There's some, there's some weird stuff that I didn't quite... Like, you get the Mothman info, and you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. There's, like, a giant monster here. Yeah. But then there's all kinds of weird little things that, are, that really make it weird. Yeah, there's tons of UFO sightings. And then one guy... What was his name? Some guy sees... A, Hold on. A fellow... something uh, so it was someone <laughs> loosening the bolts i'm yeah. glad you told him to stop because that could have been a real disaster if yeah. the bolts got loosened and the ferris wheel collapsed i hope that never happens all right so um so the guy okay so this this ufo lands and the guy gets out grinning and the depiction of him in the movie is so creepy his name is indrid cold he tells this this witness telepathically and then in the following days there's there's lots of other sightings of characters resembling Indrid Cold, this spooky, grinning alien man. Yeah, and, this, and, and there's something about grinning monsters that's much more creepy, or grinning people, or grinning aliens, grinning yeah. anyone. I was thinking about it while watching this documentary. What makes it creepier to have someone gr- like smiling at you? Yeah. But it's always way creepier than someone just, well, maybe not. No, even just the word grinning man yeah. sends chills up my spine before seeing that really spooky artwork of him. Yeah. Like, ugh, grinning. I've told you my biggest fear in life. I, I'm sure I have, and it stems from, I think, Twilight Zone, Monster at 30,000 Feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is that called? 
It's something like that. Yeah, the They're... one the one with William Shatner and the, the gremlin on the plane. Right, right. I'm always afraid I'm going to walk by a window at night and someone's going to be looking in at me grinning. Yes. It it is it's a scary thing. It's I think the smile shows that someone has maybe a nefarious I don't know. It's yeah, like they're they're well you're smiling when you're confident and happy. Maybe that's it. So if you're if you're running into a stranger and they're smiling at you confident and happy, they know what's about to happen and you don't. Oh, uh, no, that's totally it. Cuz if yeah. you see someone in your window and they suddenly eyes get big and they run, you're yeah. like, "Oh, it's just like peeping Tom. He's yeah. he's, he's like, you know, he's running off scared of getting caught." But if someone stands there and they it's, knew they're doing something creepy, and yeah. they're very happy about it. And they're it. smiling at you. That that means they're very comfortable. Yes, it means they they have a plan. That is what it is. Yeah. Um, then we start getting men in black coming around. Now this this is where it really because the first half of this of this story, I I just thought this is this is a giant bird. This is just a giant yeah. owl. It's like that that other one we did where there was an owl, a drunk guy shooting holes in his house because <laughs> there, of owls. Because of owls. Yeah. So I was like, this is just a big goddamn owl, or maybe a crane, because they said there was cranes yes. that would go through there. Yeah, sandhill cranes so, is the prevailing theory. So I was just sitting there. I was smiling. I was confident. I had solved the Mothman prophecies. I was yeah. like, well, this is just a big damn owl. And then suddenly these dudes start showing up, like almost like Men in Black. Or, or are these the original Men in Black? Yeah, are these... these are these are kind of. I mean, the first I was reading about the Men in Black. They were first reported a little bit earlier, but this is like where they really to- okay. took off. Okay, yeah. interesting. And this is this is by a um, what is now a wildlife refuge that was a munitions plant in World War II, mm-hmm. and then a chemical dumping ground. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like our experience with Dugway Proving Ground, where it's right. like where it's like even if this isn't supernatural, it's still a really messed up place that you don't want to be around yeah so it's possible there it could be some sort of you know this gets your imagine your imagination going wild like you said we we're not sleeping you and i didn't sleep yeah. last night after watching this because yeah. we were up terrified but having uh fantasies in our in our imaginations you start thinking is this some sort of government experiment on a man half yeah. man half bird or is it like a man monster? or is it like falcon is it a man with some sort of awesome wing yeah or thing and they're testing it out in these woods yeah or or a bird Oh yeah, like oh like the superhero Falcon. Yeah, like it's some sort of technology wings. Yeah, yeah. Or is it like some kind of toxic waste, like toxic Avenger situation, yeah. where a bird fell in fell in the swamp and it had glowing green stuff in there, you know? Yeah, and so, just mutated into this monster. So the first sighting was November twelfth. It's <laughs> perfectly five men digging a grave mm. saw a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. Then just three days later, these two couples were driving and saw these glowing red eyes chasing after them. Mm-hmm. And then reports just like flooded in after that. And uh, the movie interviews some of the original witnesses and plays some sound from them. And there's no doubt that they believe right. what they saw. Which, you well, know, that doesn't mean much, but still, it's interesting. And in a, a lot of alien sightings, people are seeing lights or they're seeing like a silhouette in the woods, a figure. Yeah. But a lot of these, they were having some intense kind of confrontations where they're driving yeah. and it's jumping on the car and it's swooping down and standing it, in the road and yeah. then it flies straight up. Like it's not. And the thing this, I'm curious how well reported it was initially because the thing that gives creepy credence to all the stories is they all have the, the glowing red eyes. Yeah. Like, cause if it was just like a bird man or a silhouette of a big hairy man or something, that's one thing. But if all of them are saying there's a glowing, glowing eyes. Yeah. And then a lot of them were saying, this goes back to the superhero Falcon. 
A lot of them were saying the wings would go up and then it would just shoot straight up like a helicopter. Yeah, exactly. And it not, wasn't like a bird, it wasn't like flapping floppy. away. Yeah. And and that especially I thought was weird if that came from a, a few different reports that hadn't heard the other reports. Yeah. Because that's really specific and really strange. Well, and that was, that was another thing too is a lot of the people um, reporting it later like only told their families and never told the paper. Mm-hmm. So they, t- they do talk about this local reporter who, um, who was reporting on it. In fact, after the first sighting, the headline in the, uh, in the Point Pleasant Register said, Couples see man-sized bird, dot, 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 creature, dot, 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 something. That, that's, that, <laughs> that was, was the headline. Wow. That's a small town newspaper for you. Yeah, exactly. Where they're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, go, they're go, all messed up. Go with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, now, it's, then people started, um, after a lot of these sightings kept happening, like people were saying they were getting weird feelings off of it. And so there's actually... Well, a few people said that once you looked at the red eyes, you kind of were frozen in place. Yeah. And, and, and to go to the, the, the feeling, some people even thought that maybe this this was almost like a psychic vision. Like you're seeing the Mothman itself and it's not there. It's not really there. And that's super interesting too. And then there was some quote from the time where they said like, we got to figure out, is this thing mechanical or an angel or what? Mm. And I like that those were the possibilities. Like, okay, it could be a heavenly being come to earth for the first time in a few thousand years. Or, or a few hundred years, or, or it could be a, that, a robot. It's a, yeah, it's like the owl in Bioshock Infinite. The yeah, big, the big, that big scary bird. Yeah, yeah. songbird. Yeah, songbird. Um, one guy insisted it was Lucifer. Like people really started thinking, like this is clearly a demon. That was a because creepy I'm one. feeling so scared around it. So the guy that thought it was Lucifer, I thought was maybe one of the the, the creepiest reports because yeah. in most of these reports, you're out. It's a bunch of teenagers basically drinking and trying to make out in an abandoned factory or something. Like, <laughs> right. like they're driving out in the woods trying to, you know, just be teenagers. Yeah. And they stumble upon this. This guy was in bed. And, and the thing I thought was really, this is a great part of the film too, because it really creates a great atmosphere with the visuals and stuff. Because the guy's telling the story. He remembers, and this, is, this guy's 74 years old now. Yeah. And this happened when he was like 20 three or something. So this yeah. is 50 years ago. And he says he remembers it clear as day. He's laying in bed. He wakes up. He, th- he says he thought it was about 3 a.m. And then to the left, he can look out his window and he sees just, it's just, you know, a, a sleepy corner. There's a big, yeah. there's a street light. And this has always been a creepy thing to me is like a darkened kind of rural area with one flickering uh-huh. street light. Yeah. And then, then, then little moths flying around the street light. And then does he hear a noise or does he just look to his right? I think he just looks and sees it. I can't and, recall. And, and standing at the side of his bed in his darkened room is a six-foot-tall moth monster man. Yeah. That's just standing there quietly looking at him with, and, it, and it has glowing red eyes, right? Yeah. And he's frozen. He can't move yeah. once he sees the eyes. Yeah. And immediately, like he said, he, he just felt like it was a satanic kind of thing. Yeah. Like a demon or Lucifer or something evil. He kept saying the word evil. Yeah. Now that um, has actually happened to me four times. Uh, that's the first thing I thought of too, because that's yeah. happened to me a couple times. And yeah. that, that, that's a classic, what, what's the word? Night terrors is the, what they uh, call them? The, n- night terrors, uh, sleep paralysis. Hip, the official name is hypnagogic hallucination. So that, that's the one that, that I sort of could explain, because yeah. I've, I've woke up. And had fi- darkened figures above me, and I'm frozen. And yeah. I can't move, and that's and that seems to be kind of a common phenomenon. Of basically, your brain wakes up before 
one part wakes up before another or something? Yeah, it's like you're still um, – because when you, when you go to sleep, your brain shuts down your reflexes and stuff. And that's why, unlike a dog, you don't, like, get up and run during your dreams. Mm-hmm. You don't sneeze and stuff like that. But right. So, like, part of your brain wakes up. Part of your brain is still dreaming. Mm-hmm. And then you haven't, like, reactivated your muscles yet. So you can't move. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but so you're, you're literally frozen. Yeah, and then you're – well, at least this is what science wants you to think. Maybe these things are really happening. Mm-hmm. I had uh, oh yeah I, okay yeah that's true I had I had it happen once where there was an orc like figure at the foot of my bed like a Lord of the Rings orc how how detailed how much like an orc no it was kind of no it was kind of like half orc half golem it was green it was very large mm-hmm. but it was like green skinned and like the pointy ears like it was an orc I've had it happen with a vampire I had it happen with um, the Cantina band. Wow. That was that's that's when I was like five <laughs> so, years and old. And so what woke you up was exactly. You're like, what's with the racket? Like, Who's oh. playing weird music at this hour? You guys, sorry <laughs> about the mess. <laughs> yeah, when I was like five years old, it was I was seeing the Cantina band in my room, and I was certain it was real. And uh, and you know what's spooky is that was before I knew that that's what aliens are supposed to look like. Oh, like real aliens, oh, you know? Yeah. I, was, I was too young to know about real aliens, so I wonder maybe that was a weird hallucination nightmare or maybe real aliens came in it's great I, I love it i'm like i'm like half skeptic and half a true believer yeah uh, we're just well it could have been science could have been a biological thing in your yeah. in your body or could have been an alien yeah or or maybe an actual orc it's happened to me maybe <laughs> two times both times maybe three times both times were it was just like a shadowy i thought it was more like a ghost it was like all black shadow in the shape yeah. kind of of a woman almost like uh did you see the the Benita, uh, not Benicia del Toro? What's what's the guy we love that makes Pacific Rim? Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. He he made. Uh, I think he just produced it. I don't think he directed it. It's called Mama. Mama. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. It's but basi- I heard it was really good. It's it was pretty good, but yeah. it's basically a really creepy. It's like if the little girl in the ring grew up. You know, so oh, so yeah, there's yeah. kind of like a ghost lady with long black hair and a black dress, and and she's looks like she just climbed out of a river or something. But that so I saw like shadowy figures that were leaning over me, or just one, and it looked like a like a big woman, kind of like a big scary mama, a so big that, mama. That would explain and, like the succubus, sort right, of right, idea. right. And then and then she would stand up and and kind of dissipate with yeah. my vision, you know. Yeah. So so that that's one part of this Mothman prophecy. I sort of have maybe an explanation before yeah. with that guy. Um, so, but he did say he saw the red eyes, right? Yeah, and that, and that he was wearing some sort of silvery, like, robe, jumpsuit type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he describes it as the clothing in great detail. Um, so what they say in hindsight, as the sightings grew more and more frequent and kind of more frenzied. And then in hindsight, they thought, oh, this, the Mothman is a harbinger of doom, because this is the truly creepiest part, and there's nothing to really laugh about on this. Yeah, I, and I didn't see this coming. I didn't know enough about the Mothman prophecies to know this was coming. Oh, uh, so you haven't seen the Richard Gere movie? I saw part of it or something. I, I don't know. It's pretty scary. Is, what, is the, it, what happens in it? Is uh, it, does it, what is, is it, so it's, is he the guy investigating the, is he like the, the, I, the writer I that comes? I think so, because yeah, there's, there's a writer that goes and then published the book, The Mothman Prophe- Prophecies in mm. 75. Mm. So I, I, I've saw it years ago. I think he's a journalist doing that. I could be wrong. There's a really spooky scene where he gets a phone call from a monster. That or might something. be the only part I saw. Like I feel like I saw part of it, but yeah. I I didn't see 
this 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 twist ending i i was like oh my god yeah so it's it's right before christmas and uh there's a big bridge cuz obviously this town is on a river mm-hmm. and the bridge just collapses but just boom. it collapses during like rush hour so yeah, it's so during it rush was, hour and there's like a traffic jam on the bridge yeah traffic jam of cars on the bridge when it just collapses and yeah 46 people died horrifying horrifying and the guy in the movie that describes it like you're sitting in your car and then yeah, well, the thing they're that, in frozen waters rushing away. Well, the thing I was thinking about was is ten days before Christmas in Ohio. This is you know even if you survived the initial fall, you you just froze. You got hypothermia yeah. so fast. Yeah, which oh god. Just, and then just, um, I don't know. This gets my imagination going. Where I'm just like, you never think you're going to be a guy sitting in a car on a bridge. Yeah. Like you never know when your death is going to come, and this keeps this is something that I constantly think about, yeah, almost neurotically, oh, about yeah. when I'm going to die. But you never think you're going to be sitting on a bridge. You just gone Christmas shopping. You're probably oh, singing God. jingle bells, jingle with your kids yeah. and wife, and all of a sudden you just drop. The bridge collapses. You know something unimaginable. I mean, I would hope you would just be so confused that you wouldn't even really register what's happening. Is that? I would imagine that's how it's. Is that like, worse than? Is that worse than? Like, if someone's walking up to you and they pull a gun on you, and they're gonna shoot you, is it? And and then they eventually shoot you after robbing you or something. Yeah. Is that worse than being totally confused and then being dead? Like, I guess they're both bad because you're dead at the end. Maybe if you know, you have like a brief moment to make peace. I don't know. Well, I think the confusion. I, I imagine terror. Knowing terror is better than confusion terror. Because yeah, confusion yeah, terror, to me, true. to me, seems much more like panic. Yeah. And the thing I hate, the feeling I probably hate the most in the world is panic. That panic feeling, you know? And I think, I think most people agree with me. I think most people don't like that. <laughs> but it's, so, I guess nobody, nobody actually saw the Mothman on the bridge. But later, yeah. people started saying the Mothman was perched on the bridge when it collapsed. Yeah, and there's a really creepy, uh, obviously manipulated image that shows that. Really? That you can find. Um, but the Mothman sightings immediately stopped after this. Yeah. And again, you can, you can go to the rational explanation that it's, it's people were kind of getting, they're almost having fun with this moth, Mothman thing. Yeah. And then something s- super tragic and real happens, and yeah. then you just forget about it, you know? Yeah. You're not worried about some stupid thing because this is like half the town just died. Yeah. And yeah, and it's not, even, it's not even necessarily that they're lying or a hoax, but, I mean, never underestimate, like, the brain's ability mm-hmm. to fill to in the trick, blanks. Yeah, to trick you, too. You know, just like, you know, this giant fish I caught, and now suddenly it's three feet long. Yeah. in my brain or whatever. Also, it's, it's, you can't underestimate how much people talking to you or images or things you read plant seeds in your mind. Yeah. So like the guy that saw the glowing red eyes of the, of the, the mothman next to him when he woke up at, at night, he could have easily just, you know, his subconscious that like brought that image up of the gl- red glowing eyes because yeah. he'd heard about it or he'd been talking about it. And this or must maybe, have been... And then maybe saw a car going in reverse or something. Like, who knows, but... The, th- the thing I kept thinking about with, with this whole whole situation is it's such – the internet really has changed the world so much because you think about 1966 and this stuff is happening, and it's literally – your small town is the whole world to you. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what's happening in Russia. You don't get world news uh, tweeted to you and stuff. You're literally like – you go down to the, the bar – 
you talk to some people and you're like, did you hear what happened to old Jim? Yeah. And so that it, it's almost like each little small town is its own reality, you know? It's own yeah, little, totally. It's a, and this is what the X-Files is great at. The X-Files, when they go to different little towns, mm-hmm. is it's just like, it's such a picture of this, of this tiny little area that has its own thing going on and nowhere else is like it. And it, yeah. and it probably won't be like that ever again. Can something like that happen now? You know what I mean? It's it's like it's everyone's like no, it's too like, connected. Like look at the uh, clown thing that was going on a few months ago, mm-hmm. where there's like one prankster in some town who dresses up like a clown, walks around at night, and that's a pretty good spooky, little pretty prank. scary. He, he's smiling. Yeah, he's, yeah, smiling. he's grinning. He's Cl- grinning. Clowns are always smiling. Yeah, and then and then that the imitators pop up in every town across mm-hmm. the world, right. and then one of them is a stabber, <laughs> and then suddenly the cops are saying how to talk to your children about clowns and. And then they disappear, and this all happens in the course of, like, three days. Right. So th- this isn't an entire 13 months of, of this slow build of hysteria, almost. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, 72 hours, and then everybody ruins it. So a few months ago, a guy got pictures of a Mothman. What? Yeah, in Point Pleasant, no less. He got about three <laughs> pictures of it leaping from tree to tree. <laughs> I guess is that supposed to be? <laughs> it's the fucking. It's the Mothman. Clearly, is that, is that supposed to be chilling? I guess that's what he would look like. <laughs> right. So, 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 when actually confronted with the idea of a winged man flying around, it's not quite as scary as in your wow. imagination. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's spooky. I don't know, man. That first one just looks like someone jumped out of a tree with a costume on. It, do, it looks like like an early experiment with flight, like yeah. a Leonardo. Yeah, it's a guy testing out Leonardo da Vinci's yeah. bat wing. Like, this will surely cause me to fly to the moon, <laughs> or allow me to fly to the oh, moon. Oh God, have you heard about that guy that jumped off the Eiffel Tower in his in his bat suit? Yeah, he he died right. He, just, he yeah, died he like straight to the ground. Yeah, he died like crazy. He's like, I've got this. Da Vinci-esque winged parachute suit. I'm going to be just fine. Here, I'll set up the camera. And yeah. just kaput. Just jumped, just jumped to his death. Yeah, don't watch that video. It sucks. Oh, I didn't. I mean, it's scary. That, horrifying. Nah, I, do you know what? I've, I don't watch... Uh, see, I am totally against watching videos where people die. I, don't, I won't watch any of them except... Again, in this day and age, that's something that y- you have to say. I know. Like in the 60s, you didn't have to say, I don't really like watching videos of people dying. I know. That's, that's such a horrifying thing, too. Yeah. The... the but the ones I do watch, I don't know why. I seek these out because I find them, I guess I find the, 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 from going to alive to dead from just doing one stupid thing or one slip is there's a lot of videos where people are goof, goofing around by cliffs and slip and fall off cliffs. Ah. And those ones I just find almost fascinating. I have recurring nightmares about that too. I think that's why I find it so fascinating because it's such a horrifying, scary thing and it's such a just like think about how how often you go up a flight of stairs and you trip on a step, and and you know that happens like once a month you do something like that. Yeah, and that's all it takes by a cliff to die, for your life to go from alive to dead. You know. Uh, yeah. I don't even like there's a there's a at the local amusement park here in Smogville. There's a ride. I don't. I don't. Is it a Ferris wheel? No. Oh. The, the, that's scary enough. But yeah. there's one where it. It, I can't, it's called the rocket or the descent or something, and it lifts you up, and you go up about 50 feet in the air, and then it just drops you. Yeah. And, and I hate that thing. I'm not into that. I went on it once, and, and I was like, it, it, I almost had a panic attack. It was the worst since dropping, 
just dropping to the, and then you're hung in this thing so you can just see the ground. So it's, it feels like, like right after I got off it, I just thought this is what it feels like to commit suicide. Yeah. If you jump out of a building or something. And again, it goes back to that feeling, that panic feeling I told you about. Maybe you've never had it. It's not a good feeling. Well, thank goodness. Yeah, you're soaking that in. I like, <laughs> I, I, I like that you really soaked that in. No, I am. Like, I don't know, even know how to react to that. It's spooky. Um, but so, yeah, Mothman. I mean, are we, I, I guess if we're really trying to solve it, it's probably just a big-ass weird bird. Yeah. But well, I don't know. This, this is one of those where I really want to believe. I don't, I'm not, like, super eager to debunk this one. I can't imagine. Like, everyone said it was six feet tall. What Do birds' eyes glow red, first of all? That's a weird thing. Yeah. Like, I, I know that, like, owl's eyes kind of reflect white sometimes in, in light, but I've, I've never seen glowing red eyes anywhere. Well, a sandhill crane does have red. Does it? Oh, above its, its eyes. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then how do you explain the, the weird grinning men yeah, in black coming man around? Is a, yeah, that's a whole other mystery, which, which makes me think that maybe it does have something to do with that Area 51 type stuff. I don't know. And some of the sightings, there's one where, where it literally lands on the hood of a car. Yeah. Could, could you possibly mistake a bird for a, a six-foot-tall man bird? And why is this bird so brazen? I know. Birds, first of all. Cranes, do they go around and attack people? Maybe they do. I've seen, the, I've seen those videos of like, birds that swoop down and peck people on the heads. There's, there's, like, crow, there's some kind of bird that's a real dickhead. Yeah. And it comes down and pecks you on the head. It's, I don't know what it is. There's videos. I, they're pretty funny videos. Yeah. Those, that's what I watch online. I turkeys, turkeys are pretty brazen. They'll stand in your way. They'll come at you. Ostriches are, are <laughs> fucking mean. Those things will, will attack you, man. You don't mess with an ostrich. Or, or there's another thing that's real mean over, over in Australia. Like an emu. Emu? Yeah. emu. yeah. These things will come at you and just, just kick the shit out of you. Yeah, they'll photobomb you for sure. <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, Ostia, you don't want an ostrich head poking over your shoulder when you're trying to take a selfie. <laughs> All right. Well, that's The Mothman. Yeah. Smalltownmonsters.com. Look for that. What's um, the name of the film again? The Mothman of Point Pleasant. Right. Check it out. I really enjoyed it. It's cool that someone we know made that, or I guess we, we sort of know him, through, through the podcast kind of world. Yeah, colleague. <laughs> a colleague. Colleague. Yeah. It's really cool that, that he made this, and, and yeah, check it out. Yeah, and uh, that's it for us. We'll be back next week and just hope the Ferris wheel gets repaired. Right. Was, sorry about all this, the bolts. The so. bolts getting loosened by, by a mysterious figure. Yeah. I, yeah, we're going we're gonna to sleep great tonight yeah. again. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. If I'm already nervous enough about sleeping. Oh, don't forget this. Uh, if you're listening to this when it comes out, that uh, the Living Dead Minute podcast we are guesting on all this week. If you're listening to this episode, not when it comes out, you want to find minutes 80 through 84. The episode's released May 1st through 5th. It's a good time. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun to do. We mentioned it last week, but we'll mention it this week. Again. Because yeah, we do whatever we want. Yeah, and rate and review us in iTunes. And that's All right. it. All right. All right, scram. Scram.